Welcome to Hashtag Managed, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of building a booked out social media business. Tune in every week for transparent conversations from a six-figure social media agency owner, sharing the highlights and lowlights of being a business owner, and episodes featuring industry experts to help you start, scale, and book out your own social media management business. Now, here's your host, Jessica Sheehy. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Managed. This week, I'm joined with a very special guest, and we are talking about a very interesting topic. Leah is a former corporate gal turned feng shui mama. She helps women see their spaces through a fresh set of eyes and brings joy and harmony into their hearts and homes. Leah, welcome to the Hashtag Managed podcast. Tell me a little bit more about why you started your business. Hi, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, so really, the intention behind starting my business was truly just bringing more balance and harmony into my life. Um, I feel like today in our society, we are so go, go, go all the time with a never ending to do list, you know, trying to be anywhere and everywhere all at the same time. And when we do that, we tend to lose focus on what we truly value and hold dear. And what I realized was that the one thing that I wanted out of life that I desired was truly just more time to be a present parent with my son and just be able to have, you know, a more balanced relationship with my husband and a balanced household. And I wasn't I didn't have that. I wasn't getting that because I was never present. And if I was physically present, my mind was somewhere else dealing with like, oh crap, you know, I forgot to send that email and I have to contact this person. And so it was really um, a conscious decision to slow down and to really lead life differently, go in a different direction of taking things off of my plate and figuring out, okay, does this truly align with my values at this present moment? Does this truly, you know, fulfill my desire to be with my son, you know, and to do those kinds of things that I wasn't able to really do before? And that's the the real intention behind starting. I love that. I think a lot of us, not only as entrepreneurs, but just humans can relate to sometimes craving that balance that we really strive for in our lives and maybe have great intentions of keeping up. But sometimes we let a lot of things get in the way. We let our career get in the way. We let our goals, different things really kind of bog us down. And so I really love that. And as we're recording this episode, it's the very last few days of 2022. And this is really a time that I think as we go into the next couple of weeks, people really start to evaluate like where they're at in life, maybe, you know, what goals or intentions or resolutions, whatever you like to call it, have not been met this year, maybe what's the intentions for 2023. And I think a lot of people can really relate in this post-pandemic world of really craving that harmony and that balance that a lot of us lost in 2020 and 2021 and even maybe parts into 2022. So I really enjoy hearing that part of it. 
I know you're relatively new to business, so there maybe hasn't been a lot of pivots in business, but I'd love to know, has there been any pivots since starting, even if they're really small? I'd love to hear that, that journey for you. So yes, this, um, this journey into my own business is relatively new, even though I worked in corporate business for a very, very, very long time. What I found was the idea that I had when I came out of feng shui school and decided to start this did morph and change into something else. Um, and it was really based upon my own feng shui journey, my own process of doing this. And what I realized is that there wasn't really a system in place for how to feng shui. Um, it was more so that different adjustments or cures that are used in feng shui in order to bring your home into balance with the natural environment, you know, those things are given, but that there really isn't, you know, a, an actual guided way into how to do it. And so in my previous position, um, you know, working in um, commercial development and hospitality, it's all about the systems. It's all about the flow of how things are done. And I had developed over time from building so many um, hotels, my own system of here's where we start. Here's, you know, everyone knew the process that I had, you know, spilled that out to our corporate office and then to our actual, you know, construction teams that were at the site and even in the hotels with their procedures. It was all about that. So I said, okay, well, here's a, you know, just a knack that I have for finding, you know, how things flow. And I feel that it's very natural. And so it was kind of mind boggling to me that there wasn't something like this for feng shui, considering that we're following the natural cycles of, you know, earth, we, everything in feng shui flows with that, you know, the seasons and everything is cyclical, you know, just thinking about the calendar, you know, here we use the Gregorian calendar, but in China, they're still following a solar or lunar calendar, which is based on the positions of the stars and the moon and the planets during certain times of the year. And it was created to help farmers know when this is the best time to plant this crop. This is the best time to, you know, harvest it. And so that is where I was like, okay, well, I'm seeing a natural progression in what I'm doing and how certain things are starting to play out. Let me take that and put it into a system so that other people can follow it and have the same the same benefits. So I would say that was kind of the biggest pivot for me was finding my own way of doing feng shui. But granted, that, that's probably really just the natural progression of having starting your own business and seeing where can I put my unique touch on this? Where can my talents come into play? And how can I help other people with this? Um, but that I would say is probably my biggest pivot. And then that is how I kind of developed my, um, you know, signature program, which I call the feng shui prescription. And I use the term, the word prescription, simply not because it's a, you know, uphill, a one size fits all because there isn't, there isn't, you know, any sort of magical pill that we can take that can help us get through, you know, our troubles or solve our problems. What I realized was the prescription or the the remedy, what someone needed to help them, because in feng shui we do, we call them cures or remedies for your home. Really that remedy was within you. You're your own prescription. And those 
you know, answers to those questions that you feel like are without of reach, once we start to shift some of the things within your home, naturally those answers start to come up from you, for you. And just how much, it's so much more powerful when we are able to make those realizations on our own without the influences of someone else or someone else telling us what we need to do or what, you know, we have to do. Because naturally, just think about it when you're a child and your parents are telling you, you have to, you know, get your homework done by this time. You know, naturally, you're just going to be resistant. And the whole thing with feng shui and with energy, it's all about this flow. And we want things to flow and adapt and, and move and not get stuck and stay stagnant, which is what happens. And that's why feng shui is so important. It's we're shifting, we're moving, we're getting things back to where they're flowing. So I know I went on a really long tangent with that, but <laughs> I feel like it's just, it's important in order to kind of describe and explain, you know, how, how things can unfold for you. And so that's really what happens is it's just this natural unfolding for yourself. And, and it's really beautiful when it starts to play out. Absolutely. And no apology necessary because that was really, really great. <laughs> I love when the long tangents happen because that's when just you can really get down to the depth of what it is and what you do. And I love that you've really created your own signature system, process, methodology, whatever we want to call it. We all as entrepreneurs have that within us, whether we know it and own it <laughs> like Leah has with her feng shui prescription. Um, but you said something that I really wanted to just kind of go off of. And you said about the naming of it, feng shui prescription, that the prescription like is within us, like it is within us. And I think that is something that is really powerful in the sense of, you know, talking about our topic today of feng shui and how it relates to um, finding harmony in our lives and business. But I think it's also really important in just knowing that that's probably a layer in so many elements of our life that the answer is always within with, with inside of us. And I think a lot of times, maybe all the time, <laughs> we're always looking for that outward approval or outward guidance or just really anything to tell us that, no, you need to do it this one way. And you also mentioned about there's no, there's no magic pill or one size fits all. And I think that really can be relatable to many different areas, like starting your own business. There's so many ways that we can start a business and find what we're passionate about and figure out our signature process or methodology with that. And there's so many different ways to do other things. Like there's so many ways to market on social media. There's so many ways to, you know, run a webinar or sell a course or anything like that. And sure, do a lot of people sell frameworks and here's how you can do it. And here's how I did it. You can do it too. Absolutely. But I think the point that you made that it's, it's all within us and it's what's our unique, unique, traits that has made whatever it is that we're doing that is what's going to help us get to that point so I just really wanted to bring up that point again because I know you mentioned it and kind of talked around it but I think that's just something that we really needed to kind of like drive in a little bit more yes and it takes time to like you said 
And I think that's part of the reason why feng shui works so well for people too. And it just naturally makes sense. We are always looking outside of ourselves for that approval or for that sign or for that answer. And so when you're using feng shui, you are working outside of yourself. You're using your home. You're using you know, your office, your business, whatever it may be. And once you start to shift those things, it's the perspective, your perspective within naturally starts to change. So we are able to work from the outside in. So it's almost like uh, the opposite of meditation where we're going from the inside and working outward. And when you look at, because feng shui is one of the branches of traditional Chinese medicine. So you have meditation, you have acupuncture, feng shui, so on and so forth. And it's just another means of using you know what we have available to us and in this case our surroundings in order to affect change on the inside which naturally is going to change your perspective so that you are able to view the world with a fresh set of eyes you start to look at your life from a different standpoint and you start to see solutions where before you were like nope like there there this is never going to be solved there's nothing that's going to work for this this is just a problem i'm always going to have and so it's really interesting just how you're able to like take a step back and really see the big picture just by making some simple changes within your home yeah and i think i i'm one for the simple and small changes i mean one of my one of my favorite books is atomic habits and i actually read it for i don't know maybe the 16th time um <laughs> a few weeks ago just to kind of come back to it and um i always like to read it and just just consider the small changes that can be made. But I love how you mentioned about, you know, meditation as being another, you know, traditional Chinese medicine principle. And I think meditation is something that is, well, and I don't know, can it correct me if I'm wrong, but is maybe more accepted versus feng shui, like more people know about meditation. It's maybe in their morning or their nighttime routine, whereas feng shui is something that is maybe not super accessible to a lot of people or just a topic that a lot of people don't know if like, how can they take this and tailor it to, you know, kind of like rebalance their life and their home, their home office, <laughs> their career, anything like that. So I know we've kind of talked for a little while now about feng shui and we've mentioned a lot of things, but I'd love to hear from your perspective. What is, would you say, the easiest or the best explanation for what feng shui is? And more so, what advice would you give to someone who is very, very new. Maybe this is the first or second or third time they've heard of feng shui in their life, but what advice would you give to them? Where should they start? So, well, what is feng shui? Again, it's one of the eight branches of traditional Chinese medicine, and it's to basically from a holistic standpoint, because, you know, traditional Chinese medicine looks at mind, body, spirit. So as a whole, how can we help a person? When you look at, there's a specific map that we use in feng shui and it's called the bagua map and when you look at it health is in the center and so as long that is the one area that when it is in balance it's radiating out to all of the other areas of your life so when your health is in balance you know mentally physically all of it you're able to improve upon your career and your relationships and your family ties and your wealth grows and all of these things 
you know, flow back to this one area. Um, so for me, the type and the other thing is there are various schools of feng shui. So there can be subtle differences between them. But the type of feng shui that I practice, I feel works on more of a, I would say, psycho-spiritual level. Um, and I myself, because I, I love to study, I love to read, I'm very into psychology. And I see and it blows my mind how, you know, however many thousands of years ago, the ancient Chinese were able to, in its simplest form, come up with these little things that we can do that can help us psychologically, not just, you know, in bringing harmony in our home in that way, but, um, and I can see how the certain theories that we have nowadays tie into what was being done back then. And that is just so cool. It's so cool to me that, you know, certain things that people just knew, I don't know, intuitively back then, we're now starting to have the science to support it, which is super, super cool. So in any case, so that would be kind of my my general definition of the kind of feng shui that I practice. It's more of a, a holistic approach and it's bringing harmony to your space, but it can also be very healing. And I think that's something that we miss is that feng shui isn't just, you know, a lot of people equate it to interior design. Well, it's it's not interior design. It, it can be complementary, of course, you know, it's just a different way of looking at the flow of things, but it can also have such a healing property as well, because, you know, there's always something that maybe, you know, needs to be tweaked. We're not always 100% in balance. <laughs> and so it's about finding that all the time. And I would say um, where to start, go to your front door. Your front door is considered the mouth of chi, chi, also known as energy, that is the space where all of this energy is starting to flow into your home. So that would be the first place that I would go to and where I would I would start. And then the second place that I would go to would be, you know, the primary bedroom, looking at where you sleep, how you sleep. Sleep is such an important part of maintaining a healthy and balanced lifestyle. You know, if you don't sleep well, it's like everything kind of goes to hell in a hand with a handbag. So how's the saying goes? To hell in a handbag? Something like that. In any case, um, so that would be the second place that I would look at. And looking at those two areas, that would be, you know, where I would start. I love your explanation on not only the how you define feng shui because I know it's like everything there's like you said there's so many different schools and it's taught very differently but I love the holistic approach and I think that's something that a lot of listeners listening to this podcast episode will really take and can really use that for their own life so I have to say for myself a couple months ago earlier in 2022 I was not sleeping at all. <laughs> and it was at a time where I felt like I was living a very healthy lifestyle. I thought that I was making really great, um, you know, like strides and working out and eating great. And I really had a great diet and I was be being very active and just really being conscious of what I was putting into my body. But then when I look back at it and I look at my boundaries with maybe work and how much time I was 
you know, sitting in front of my computer screen or my phone. And when I look at the time at night or when I look at my room and just kind of like how my bedroom was set up and all the things that were in there that were keeping me awake, essentially, and helping me from not sleeping. And it's really, really fascinating to me that those small changes, and in that time, I, I needed a lot of help to sleep. You know, I, I needed help to really fall asleep. I couldn't just do it naturally. And I just kind of thought, like, why am I awake 24-7? And, you know, I'm tired in the day, like I'm turning nocturnal. And with doing those natural, you know, just changing, changing my habits around like my evening routine and changing everything within my bedroom and just really making it a great place to sleep, which sounds like, duh, that's what you're supposed to do. But a lot of us in unintentionally put things in there that are maybe keeping us awake or, or whatnot. And now I, I mean, I sleep great. <laughs> so, but it's something that I've, you know, as I have improved my sleep quality, I'm much more proficient with work. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm more awake and productive throughout the day. I feel like I'm more creative too, which is, of you know, of course, a great correlation between the two. So I love that that is something, the entryway and then also the primary bedroom, like where we sleep is so, so important. And I think that's a great thing to just kind of change just from speaking from my own experience that really helped me <laughs> get back to sleep and just I feel like become not only a better person because I wasn't so crabby, you know, to my husband or to my family, um, but also just being more creative and just being more like in flow with, with my work. Yes. 100%. So I'm curious, what did you change? Like for you, I know it becomes a habit for some people to like get in bed and just scroll on their phone at night. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. very detrimental <laughs> to the natural sleep cycle. <laughs> Yeah, so I was going to bed with my phone every single night. And then I I felt like I had to do a gradual move of it. I would, you know, I would still kind of keep it on my nightstand. That's where my charger was right behind there. <laughs> so I would put it there, but I would just be conscious of not looking at it. Something as simple as, you know, I set up the sleep function on my phone to where, you know, a certain time at night I go on do not disturb. And then it, you know, it turns on slightly before my alarm set for the next morning, which has really been a game changer because I'm not constantly needing to check my emails before going to bed or, you know, anything like that. So slowly moving it away, I still keep it across the room. Um, I know some people move it to another room. So I'd love to know, Leah, where, <laughs> where you keep your phone plugged in at night. Um, do you keep it across the room? Is it another room? Is it in the drawer? <laughs> I keep all of my so I have uh, my phone and then I have an iWatch that I try, I primarily only use when I work out. I try not to be overly connected like I used to be when I was in the corporate world, but I keep it in another room. And so at night, and especially when I'm home, just because again, it's so easy to, you know, when it's there to get on it and hop on and be like, oh, I'm curious about this. But it's like, no, I'm so intentional about when I'm at home trying to spend that extra time that I have, you know, with my son and with my husband and like doing a family game night, cuddling and watching a movie, reading a book, you know, all those kinds of things. Yeah, I think I I know I will get to a point where I do graduate and leave it in. I'll probably leave it in my office. It's just it's just the room across the hall and I can I can definitely still hear it. I do have I do have an alarm in my 
room it's the hatch where the you know natural like sunrise like wake up um so I do have that that I can definitely use I just don't really use that use it at night to kind of like unwind and I can turn it back on for in the morning but doing that just repositioning um you know I felt like at first the furniture was just not the best fit for the room it just felt like very crowded like there was just way too much stuff in there and not that I was actually but I felt like I'm climbing over things just to like get into the bed and just to like get out of the bed um so just really being intentional about where that's placed and just moving things removing things that didn't fit anymore um having that change taking the tv out I am actually not a huge tv person I am I I do enjoy like watching TV once in a while, but it got to the point where, and my husband's the same way, like we never even turned it on. And it was like such a long, it was just sat in there. And I'm like, what? Like, why is the TV in here if we're not even watching it? Like we ended up giving it to someone because I'm like, I'm not going to watch the TV anymore. I like to do that in, you know, in our like living room space and you know, when I go to bed, I like to go to bed. So really just taking that away. I think the phone is probably the biggest thing. And I think from taking the phone away at night and to not going to pick up my phone and going back into bed in the morning and just Mm -hmm. scrolling my email, you know, going in the Gmail app or, you know, opening up Instagram (laughs) or scrolling TikTok or anything like that, that has really made a huge difference. And it was a lot of times I, I wasn't really like needing to go read emails or text messages or anything like that. I was just wanting to scroll social media. And I felt like the content I was consuming was a lot of it was great. But I feel like sometimes, you know, you just consume something that you know, you see something on Facebook from someone and you're like, oh, I didn't really need to read that or, oh, that kind of put me down a little bit or something like that. So just removing that, I think has really made a big difference. Oh, that's awesome. And I love how you touched on how you were, you know, looking at your space and saying, okay, maybe this doesn't fit here. I feel like it's cramped. And that makes such a huge difference, making sure that, you know, you have a clear pathway to get into your room and that you can comfortably get to your bed and that, you know, it's not overcrowded with furniture or things, you know, that we naturally in today's society tend to pile up on. So that's, that's awesome. That's a big game changer too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So kind of going on that topic a little bit, I'd love to know your advice if someone was feeling stale or stuck in their anything life career business just in the moment right now what would you recommend that they do to shake things up two things there are two things that I would recommend um I would first recommend just starting to look at what you have and see what you can get rid of you know you might just have a pile of papers laying on the counter that you don't need anymore Or, you know, you have that donation box that you've been waiting to donate and it's still in your car and it's been over a month. Take the action and go ahead and, you know, donate it. Just doing those little things. I would start there first and then I would just start to move things around. I would take, um, you know, in in feng shui, the number nine, very auspicious. And so just take nine things or even, you know, if you feel like doing a little more, take 27 things and just start moving them around. 
and see what happens, you know, take the table from, you know, the end table from your bedroom and put it in the living room and just, just start with that. Change up the artwork, you know, give yourself, it's kind of like we take a vacation, we get a change of scenery, we go somewhere else to recharge and we're not stuck in our natural patterns, our natural human, you know, behavioral patterns because we're not in the same place because those patterns can live within not just the people that we interact with, but with the spaces that we're in. So do the same thing within your home, change, get a change of scenery, change the way things are, move them around and just see what happens. I think you'll be surprised. No, <laughs> no I think that's so interesting. There's always times where I just feel like, I just feel like I need to move things around where I need to, and I, I really feel it the most within my, my little home office. I feel like there's always something that needs to be moved. And I recently did a shift of the position of my desk, which has really, really changed things. Be, before I was, you know, facing a direction that I just, it just felt like it was blocking me from working and just being creative. I found that I was always looking for an excuse to work anywhere else. Like I would want to go work in my, in my husband's office with all of his like sports memorabilia. I wanted to go work on the kitchen Island or go sit on the couch and work. And those are all places that I'm actually less productive when I work. Like I like to have my feet planted on the ground and sit at a desk and actually work. So when I'm in those different positions, I'm not working the best, but it was just small changes that I just, you know, I moved things around. I have a bookcase that I needed to just kind of reorganize a little bit. It became a dumping ground for a lot of books and just a lot of things. So just reorganizing that and just removing the furniture around really, really helped me to huge difference. But I love your point on if it's just a pile of papers, clean it. I currently have a pile of papers. I it's a little bit of, right now we're, we're at the, we're at the end of 2022 recording this. So I've got a few holiday cards in here. I've got some like wedding save the dates that I need to RSVP to. I've got some different pieces of random mail that I need to sort or go through or just, you know, maybe shred. Maybe it's something I don't actually need. And I'm going to tackle it today because it has been sitting here and I've just been moving my pile <laughs> around my desk. I'm like, oh, I need my iPad. Let me move the pile off of it. You know, it's just, it's just constantly moving. So I think that small change can really make a huge difference. So I love that you mentioned that and about the, you know, the number nine, that can be something that can just be really easy just to go look. And like you said, you can increase it if there's more things that need to be, that need to be moved. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. So I'd love to know, and this can I'm going to open it up. It can definitely be feng shui related or it can be anything, but I'd love to know if there was one piece of advice that you would give to someone, it could be a business owner or it could just be a mom or a woman or just anyone in general, but what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone in 2023 who is, you know, wanting to start the new year off right <laughs> to not sound too cliche? Oh my goodness. Okay. Cause I could really go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel, and this is just for what has improved my life so much as I started to do feng shui, there is, there's a lot of letting go. And especially when we're coming into a new year, 
and we're trying to set new intentions and make space for new things, it's so important to let go. And it doesn't have to be just things that are, are physical. You know, like in our homes with feng shui, we also have emotions or um, memories that we hold on to. And, and they're just like stuck in there. And it's so hard to let them go. And so I feel the one piece of advice that I would give is to, if you feel that way, that there are certain things that are keeping you from enjoying the present that are keeping you from being able to to be here and to just enjoy your time with your family and your friends my dog just came running in here <laughs> sorry <laughs> all good all good <laughs> anyway um to really just just focus on like writing those things down if you're a person who loves to journal write it out write out those things that you want to let go of. If you're a person who is more works better with um, symbolism and you really need the physical things, you know, and so there's a, a relationship that you still haven't let go of and you have pictures of them that are still there. It, you know, try working on letting those go, whether it's, you know, putting it away somewhere. But if you're the kind of person where it's like, even if it's out of sight, it's not out of mind, you know, it's still there, you know, try discarding them, you know, it's, and just whatever it is that you need to do that helps you to symbolically let go of those things so that you can truly move into a new year, a new space, having the space <laughs> to allow all of these new things to come into your life. I feel like that is the the best piece of advice that I would give. Yeah, that's really great. I think that's something that, like you said, it can be just as simple as writing it down, what's going to be let go or getting rid of it or moving it or hiding it or whatever, whatever works for you. I think that's really, really important. And the fact that it doesn't have to be something physical. It can be it can be an emotion. It can be something that you're holding on to. Maybe you don't really know that you're holding it, holding on to that. So I think that's really, really great advice for the new year for 2023, but also for just people to do in general. So to wrap us up for our last question of today's episode, which was so great, by the way, I feel like so many good things to kind of go back and re-listen to and just really focus on for the, for January, but also beyond for 2023 for the new year. So I'd love to know, Leah, you've built your business on helping women see their spaces through a fresh set of eyes that brings joy and harmony into their lives, their businesses. I'd love to know how has social media deepened the connections with these women, with your audience, or how has social media impacted your online business? So social media has allowed me to reach a broader audience that I probably would not I, I know I would not have been able to, you know, reach without it, you know, reaching people from across the globe that, you know, I wouldn't be able to drive to or see or work with, you know, if it weren't for social media. So I feel like that has been such a great gift to be able to connect with people that, you know, that aren't within my local vicinity. And it's just so cool to, you know, meet new faces all the time, you know, quote unquote 
meet, <laughs> even if it's, you know, virtually. So that, that's been really special. Yeah, I think it's so great. It's so amazing to connect with people who are just, like you said, exactly halfway across the globe. And it's really interesting. And, you know, in a lot of ways that we're so different, there's a lot of ways that we're very similar. And a lot of times just who we are as people and what we're looking to, you know, quote, get out of life um, is that how we can connect on social media, which I think is, is great, not only to, you know, grow our businesses and grow our impact that way, but just to meet new people and to expand our own horizons. Well, thank you so much, Leah, for sharing with us today about all things feng shui and just your point of view on it, your methodology and everything that you shared, I think is really great advice to just have us start 2023 and the new year off on a new foot, but to create something sustainable that we can all really be proud of to just really rebalance our lives and bring that harmony and joy that we really all need, want, and crave back into our lives. So where can our listeners go to find out more about your business, your services, um, you know, and the feng shui prescription? Yes. So obviously social media, um, LMG creative feng shui, and feng shui is F-E-N-G-S-H-U-I. It's a, a fun way of spelling it. <laughs> um, and definitely go to the link in bio for uh, links to services and whatnot. You can also visit my website, which is lmg-creative.com and go to the services page um, and find out you know, the different tiers that I have of the feng shui prescription. And just something fun, if you want something fun and little to do to help start um, reflecting on this year and working towards the next one, I have a reflection and intention workbook for the Lunar New Year, which will be on January 22nd, 2023. It's going to be the year of the water rabbit, which is super cool and fun and exciting. And you can learn more about it in the workbook if you're interested. That's on there as well. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Leah, for joining me on today's conversations. Of course, we will have all of Leah's links in the show notes that you can check out after the show. Until next week. Are you ready to create your own social media business that fuels your dream life? Whether that is financial freedom, time freedom, or anything else, this guide is your ultimate roadmap to building a sustainable social media management business. Inside this free guide, you'll learn how to build a sustainable business with the exact steps that I took to build my six-figure agency, why you started this business in the first place, and determine what you want to get out of it, how to scale your business beyond being a solopreneur social media manager. After this episode, go to the show notes to download your roadmap or type in socialsavvyhq.co forward slash podcast in your browser to access it there. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Hashtag Managed. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Come back next week for another new episode of Hashtag Managed. We'll see you then.